Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with the one, the only R-H-O-A's very own Courtney Rhodes. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. I mean, I hate to use the word slams, but Courtney, man, she does not have anything good to say about Kenya Moore and the way she treats production when cameras are not rolling. Now you can listen to this part two without listening to part one. It only aired last Monday, but check out part one first. This will make a lot more sense if you do. I, my mouth is still on the floor of all the things she said about Kenya and production and how she deals with production. I love behind the scenes tea, guys. Listen to that. And now part two of our chat with RHOA's very own Miss Courtney Rhodes. What a season of Atlanta this is, guys. Enjoy. What about, you know, what do you how do you feel about you know your friend Sheree? You know we, we see Martel yeah. this season. You mm-hmm. know how do you think of what do you think? So of I and think that Sheree and Martel, um, I think that relationship is fun, and I have been around them with the cameras off quite a bit, and they just have fun together. And I think that Sheree is very clear on I'm just here to have fun and figure it out at this point, um, and so. The way she's smiling, as long as she's smiling and happy, I'm here for it. I don't think Sheree's necessarily planning to marry Martel tomorrow. Like, I don't think that's her long-term strategy. So he's cute. He's funny. He's a Capricorn. Um, he's in shape. He's in shape. He has nice teeth. And he treats her well. And I think that that for that, I'm just happy for her. 
do you think, you know, I mean, I guess if she's not looking to get married, it doesn't matter. You know, like we've, you know, we watch. I'm saying tomorrow. Like, I don't think she's like, oh, I'm dating Martel in this moment to get married to him. He just, you know, went through divorce not long ago. He has a lot of young kids. Like, that's not necessarily probably, and I'm not putting words in her mouth, but it's probably not what she's signing up for long term. No, well, he did go through a divorce, and he does have young kids. We've seen it. We know it. Yeah. Love and marriage. We can give another shout-out to Carlos King. But, <laughs> I mean, like, do you think, you know, he has Martel has a bit of a reputation. He does. He does. And I just, you know, my only advice to her was to judge every day based on how he treats you um, and how that is. And as long as you're feeling good about how he's treating you and how things are, you know, moving, just have fun with it. That makes sense. What about Scotley? You know, we see Marlo. I mean, this is, I mean, I. Marlo has a man, everyone. Marlo has a man, and I think she's having a lot of fun. And once again, I'm here for it. Listen, I'm a girl that I just want my friends to be happy. And if being in love is what you want, be in love, enjoy it. When it's working, it's working. And if it doesn't work anymore, it's okay. We all date. And so I'm not going to judge because I've had some not great relationships and I've had some amazing ones. And I think we all have to go through the process and figure out what works for us. So for me, I just want them to be happy. And I think Marlo is happy. I think Scott Lee is hot. I think he's nice. I think he's charming. Uh, I think he really likes her, you know, being around the two of them as well. And I'm just here for it. For as May- long as she is. Maybe there'll be some wedding bells in Marlo's future. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> we can have it filmed. We have a <gasps> storyline. That would be the most over-top wedding probably. Could you imagine? No. I really I really can't. There would be know lots of changes. Lots of changes. Just over-the-top everything. And like I said, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. What about, you know... Or Kenya, we haven't. She has this man, and we don't see him. You know, we saw him on a Facetime. You guys are well buying that. You think it's a fake relationship? I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I just think that we saw him promoting his brand, and it appears that Marlo has the relationship with him. I'm not certain. I mean, we haven't seen him. Um, he popped into Marlo's DM. She wasn't that interested, so. I guess she was next in line. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, and just given Kenya's history, do you think that's real? Well, you, you. I don't think you think it's real. I, I, I mean, it just didn't appear that way. If you're dating someone, I saw the scene. He comes in and it just didn't feel like someone you're that into or that's that into you, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and Manata called him, if I'm not mistaken. So if Sheree and I are kicking it, and my guy's coming that's so hot, that's so into me, and I'm so, lo- you know, loving him, and the sex is so great. Like, Sheree is not going to be calling him, talking to him. Like, he's going to come in, scoop me up, swim me around. Like, we're just going to have a good yeah. old ass party. And I saw none of that. So you tell me. I have no idea. Well, Nini, back to the same interview, Nini did say that, you know, in the beginning when you used to watch it religiously, like what she loved is that it was so real, you know, that it was just Kenya authentic. Kenya was on there at that point? No, she oh, wasn't. Okay. And then she said, like, when Kenya came on for her, she kind of wasn't, she's like, I'm not really saying it's because of Kenya. I mean, I don't know how else you could take this, but she said that's when people started having fake boyfriends and fake storylines. She specifically I, said fake I, boyfriends. I, can believe that um and you know we'll see you know but i don't know (laughs) 
And well, yeah. And then when Sanya was here with me, she said something about Kenya dating a lot of people. I, I have that's no, not what honestly, we've really seen this season. Yeah, I have no idea. It just did not seem authentic at all for me. And I would rather not bring a man on if it's not a real relationship. Because again, I'm going to show authentically how I'm feeling, what's really happening in my life, right? And so that's just what I think a reality show, the basis of it should be reality in the parts of your life that you can show. And it just didn't feel authentic. Or real to me. Interesting. We'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. What about you are, I mean, we didn't expect this. You are Ralph's cousin. How about that? I didn't expect that either. I mean, right. So, I mean, like, we've seen what we've seen on the show. But, like, did you know this? Did you know, like, Drusadora and Ralph? And, I mean. Had no idea. Showed up at um, the party for Ross's birthday. And one of my good girlfriends who actually... I think it's Ralph's publicist. She's a publicist. Uh, definitely Martel's publicist. We're talking. And Ralph comes over. She introduces us. And he's like, where are you? You know, where are you from? I was like, I was born in Baltimore. Grew up on the outskirts of Charleston, South Carolina in a really small town. He's like, where? That's where my family's from. And I was like, well, I grew up in a place called Schulerville. I have three aunts that live in Hugey. He was like, Hugey, that's where my grandparents are from. And he's like, what's your family's surname? And I said, Kinlock and Richardson. And he's like, Kinlock is my family's name. And I'm like, shut up. Because it's a really small town, like a couple hundred people. And we start talking. And then he says the name of the road, which is literally, when I was growing up, it was a dirt road with a couple houses on it. And I was like, you're kidding. And I'm older than him. And he's like, yeah, my cousin Jones. And I'm like, that's my first cousin. Like, that's my dad's sister's son. He's like, shut up. I grew up in that house with Jones and Amanda. And I'm like, I grew up in that house with Amanda because Amanda's the older sister. And I'm like, you're lying. And so we didn't talk about exactly how, but we discovered that we're like laughing, talking. We ended up calling our cousins, of course, a couple days later. And it was crazy. But he actually grew up in New Jersey. But yes. his, um, you know, his grandparents live right next to my aunt and uncle, and he's cousins to my cousins. So that was just so funny. It, you're literally and it's discovering, the other side, right? So it's my aunt, my dad's sister, and then their dad is related, and I don't remember the exact relation, but their dad is like close, closely related to Ralph's family. You are discovering family members through being on this reality through, show. Yes. That's literally was that, insane. So, was that insane? Yeah. Yeah. That is honestly insane to me. Well, your cousin, I mean, you know, Ralph, I mean, we've picked cameras back up during the season. Yes. Like, were you shocked to hear about the divorce announcement with Drew? You know, I can't say that I was shocked. No. I mean, I personally wasn't shocked, but yeah. other people shocked. were. I was shocked about the reason behind the divorce, but definitely not shocked about the fact they, that they were getting divorced. And the reason being? I think it's going to – I can't talk about it yet. I think it will play out. Um, keep watching. Well, we've seen some coming attractions. Okay. Why – which we'll get into in a second. Why weren't you shocked? Like, why, why weren't you shocked? Um, because Ralph and I had gotten pretty close. Through our 
um, just discovering that we were a family. And I was genuinely trying to establish a relationship with Drew that was authentic. And it was very challenging. And some of the things that I had heard the other women say about Drew was starting, I was starting to experience those things for myself. And I realized that, I just realized a lot of the depiction of Ralph from Tampa, like when I learned about what happened in Tampa and how certain things were filmed that, of course, never aired and Drew knew where he was and they were actually on the verge of getting divorced then, which is why he was in Tampa and Drew knew where he was. And I was like, Ralph, why were you okay with running with that storyline? And he was like, well, Drew thought it would be good for the camera. I don't think she realized how negatively it was going to affect me. And he's talking to me. I was like, "Mm, really? And so just as he's talking to me, I'm like, I just can't imagine being married to someone or just Bryce and I co-parenting Jayla and me doing something on national TV that's going to destroy his reputation because that's her father forever. So you've got these kids and you really thought that was a great storyline to run with. And then I started to learn more and more and I just, I really couldn't believe some of the things that was happening in that marriage so I and I am not here to like it's it's gonna all come out so like I said stay tuned but you're gonna be pleasantly surprised and I think before when I was watching seasons before I was like Ralph is an asshole right and now that I know everything I'm like this is very interesting seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. You know, no ego, but everyone always tells me when I do these podcasts, I look so great and I look so refreshed. Truth is, I'm really exhausted during most of these chats. And there's really no mystery. I owe it all to OneSkin. Before OneSkin, I tried everything. All these products clean to smooth wrinkles and firm my skin, give me a youthful glow, blah, blah, blah. Nothing worked. That isn't a OneSkin. And a large part of that is because of the science behind the product. After testing thousands of peptides, the team of scientists behind OneSkin discovered the 
OS1 peptide. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target AIDS cells and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. My favorite product of theirs, the OS1 face. It's not just that it improved the overall tone and appearance on my face, but it improved the firmness and drastically reduced the fine lines. One skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code VELVET. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. I have to tell you guys, this podcast would not be running on all four cylinders as fast as we are, effectively as we are, seven days a week a show goes out without Indeed. If you're hiring, you also need Indeed. Before Indeed, I was hiring people that weren't qualified, that weren't good fits. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed is a great, powerful platform that can help you do it all from one place. I've hired my whole team from Indeed. With Instamatch, over 80% of employers get qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. No waiting. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Velvet. The offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash Velvet. And hey, support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, yeah, that is what's starting to happen. But before, so now, so when this whole thing happened, because that was Drew and Ralph's first season, Mm -hmm. you know, she knew the whole time where he was in Tampa. Yes, they, yes. Mm -hmm. And and there were... From what I understand, they filmed some of that, but they went with this storyline not knowing it would go as far as it went. Right. They went with the storyline that he went to the stripper capital of the world, mm-hmm. which is Tampa, which mm-hmm. I never knew until I knew that because I lived in Tampa. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I knew that. And mm-hmm. so, right. So she really knew. But somehow it was edited for the storyline of mm-hmm. she didn't know where he was, even though she knew. Mm-hmm. And she said to him, Ralph, this is for TV. This isn't our real life. Yeah. So uh, do you, is it safe to say that Ralph got tired of Drew's wanting her moment in the spotlight? You know, I think it's a lot more complex than that. And I think that when you're in love with somebody, because I think that Ralph loves Drew, I think that sometimes you can be a little naive. And I think, especially on this platform, because there is this image to uphold and there are these storylines and you have to come with the juicy storyline. And I think that Drew loves to self-produce her scenes and yada, yada, yada. And I think the lines may have gotten blurred in that marriage between reality television and the core and the foundation of a real loving, supportive relationship with young children involved. And I think it's, it makes me sad, honestly, for those children. Um, 
And I just think it's unfortunate, but just stay tuned because it's going to all play out. It is all going to play out. Do you think that if it wasn't for RHOA, Jerome Ralph might not be getting divorced? I think there's a possibility. Um, I do know, I can't say how Drew feels about Ralph, but Ralph adores and loves Drew. I do know that. So much so that he will believe anything. He used to believe anything that Drew said to him. Do you think he would call off the divorce if Drew called today and said, I've changed my mind? Well, I don't think it was up to Drew about the divorce. I, I, I was just going to say, I'm making an assumption. I think technicality was um, whose lawyer filed first. Right, but I, right. I, I know that he'd been talking about divorce from Tampa, which was they were talking about splitting at that point because of him. And I know that he was the one wanting the divorce. This time, they were working through therapy and then something happened that became public to Ralph and he felt betrayed. And then that's what led to finally saying, okay, this might be enough. And is this something, well, I mean, we've seen it in the mid-season trailer of, you know, she apparently drew, was rumored to have had an affair with this female basketball player, Alleged, Ty. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Yeah. Yes, allegedly. I mean, that is public and that we've seen with our own eyes when <laughs> they said you're gonna still see some this more. season. I think, I think you're we're going to see some more. Some more. You may actually even see Ty on camera with Drew, which will be interesting. That'll be interesting, which again, this is coming out two weeks from now. So, I mean, we might have seen more by the time everyone's listening to this. So stay tuned. And I mean, having nothing to do with that, because it was confusing for a minute from that. Now we have this other, which has nothing to do with that, that apparently she also kissed LaToya at the bolo night, which we saw two seasons ago. Yes, and apparently that was known and they had kind of moved forward from that. But I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why the backpedaling and going back to that um oh you know what that's not true i do know why because when we're in portugal and um you'll see that todd and candy did this film and yes it started the conversation about you know we were talking about which girls had you know had fun with girls and yada yada and drew said that she never had Right. So, she never kissed a girl, yeah, she says. never kissed a girl. And obviously, Drew and Candy got into a debate because Candy's like, I saw what I saw. You're not going to say I saw it. You're not going to lie on me. And Drew bet on her kids that she'd never kissed a girl at that point. And so that kind of leads up. But nobody had any inkling that what would unfold would unfold just a couple months later. Right. It's like, I think that's where we got confused for a minute as an audience. It's like her kissing LaToya at the bolo night, LaToya as a girl, has totally separate from her allegedly having this rumored affair with Ty kissing another girl. Yes. Who could have predicted It was because at Drew's house, she denied it when we were together. We went to Portugal. She continued to deny it. Right. And then she shoots this movie, which you will see involves a situation with a girl. And then what happens in her real life, which is art imitating life, I guess. I mean, life imitating art. So who would have guessed that? Wow. Well, I mean, and also leave it to Marlo to come and speak up and say that she filmed the whole thing when she was kissing the toy. So there's also that that we have to – I mean, you, like, can't make this stuff up, right? 
you know what? I think Marlo film Latoya Drew. I was there when Marlo actually was filming Drew talking really ill about Latoya because she was trying to make it seem like Latoya was such a liar and such a horrible person for saying that they kissed. And Marlo was recording it because Marlo's like, does your friend Latoya know how you feel about her? So that was that was something else. I mean, see, this is why, you know, you should be learning from this court. Like season to season, what what you've done this season. But that's why you if just this have comes to, out in two years, three years. You just have to be honest and when like sometimes we're drinking and we're filming. You'll yeah. see something happen with me and Drew, which I can't talk about. It's very interesting. I really didn't know what I said. So, you know, I was like, I absolutely did not say something, which I did not say it in that context. Um, And I wasn't even talking about Drew, I don't think. But then I got confused when I saw the clip because it was super unclear. And so we had this scene where I was like, Drew, I really don't know what I said. But if I said this, I'm very sorry. Like, like, I own it. I'm sorry. And she doubled down on it. And then, you know... Production's like, why did you apologize? Because we have the audio and it's not clear who you're talking about. And I'm like, because I really don't know. I didn't feel like she was, you know, a bitch. Because actually, I, I Mar- Manetta said that I called Drew a bitch. And I'm talking to Sonia in this scene. And I'm saying, and this bitch, da 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 I don't even know what I was talking about. We were like laughing and drink. I don't. It's hard to say. I don't remember what I said yesterday. But saying this bitch and like I will talk to like Sheree and be like, so this bitch. It's not like saying, oh, this person drew's a bitch. That was never the context behind it. Right. Regardless, it's choppy. It's unclear. If I said it, whatever context, if it was about you, Drew, I am sorry. Right. You're like, I didn't mean it. apologize, right? And then I find out later I probably wasn't even talking about her. So then I was real mad at myself. But hey. You're like, wait a second. But if I did it, I own it. I'm grown. I'm not perfect. I say things sometimes. But if I say it, I mean it when I say it. I might just not remember. It's Listen, it's hard to remember everything that we say. Right. Ralph must be then somewhat... I mean, yeah, you look, you're going through a divorce. That's yeah. not great, but you must feel somewhat vindicated because, like, I agree with you. Like, I had this narrative of, like, you hear they're getting a divorce. You think, well, we had Tampa. Yeah. You know, we have, we like, the, the chocolate. Right, the assistant, the chocolate magic mic, and who knows the Which Vegas. the chocolate magic mic, which that has already aired, right? Yeah, So I that can just say aired. this. So... Ralph was in Vegas for a tech conference, which I knew that because we were friends. You know, we were building this friendship. We were friends, cousin at this point. So when that happened, I was literally like, when I told him, I'm like, what were you? He's like, I was there for work. Drew knew that. He's like, oh, Drew and I were just joking about that. That wasn't real. I'm like, are you kidding me? So when you see it, it looks like it was real, but it was a joke between him and Drew that Drew then brings back to the friend group like he really was doing this, which to me is just not okay. Oh, so he was never even doing no, the No, tra- oh, it was wow. a joke. It was, someone said it to him as a joke and him and Drew uh, were laughing about it. And she's like, where do you, you know, are you doing your little magic mic thing in Vegas? And they thought it, he thought it was funny and then when he saw it he was so heartbroken yeah i mean you think that's he's in, first of all we all know we picture vegas we've yeah. all been there yeah. mm-hmm. now you picture that you're on this movie some woman invited you to audition for chocolate magic mike 
we all can, you imagine? can imagine what is probably happening there. Yeah. At least that narrative. Well, right. So it was a narrative mm-hmm. that she ran with that wasn't even real. And that can't be innocent. Like Drew must be. I mean, she can't just be saying so, this thinking, oh, wait, was that caught on camera? It's producers. I, yeah, I think that up until this point, Ralph might have given her more of a benefit, like saying, well, I know, you know, I know Drew and, you know, she jokes about a lot of things or, but I think now it's super clear. I think so. Yeah. To not just Ralph, but the audience as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You guys are always asking me, who do I want to have on as a guest that I haven't already had on this podcast? And one name that always comes to mind is Eddie Izzard. I would love to sit down and interview Eddie Izzard. He's brilliant. He's hilarious. uh, He's often bizarre. Well, now the one, the only Eddie Izzard brings a new show to North America with the Remix Tour. This is the first time in four years that Eddie has been on tour. I cannot wait to freaking go. If you haven't seen Eddie before, you're totally missing out. Listen, he he's often referred to as the lost or last Monty Python. He's, of course, a legendary comedian. He's sold out shows all over the world. He's performed in multiple languages and he's done some incredible charity work also. He's also run 31 marathons and performed 31 stand-up shows in 31 days to raise money. How cool is that? I'm going to see him live. You guys have to go and see him live also. Starting September 7th in Nashville, Tennessee, the remix tour kicks off at the Ryman Auditorium and then it goes throughout September, October, November, December. And he's on tour for the whole rest of this year. So go to www.eddieizzard.com for tickets. As always with Eddie, expect the unexpected. When I embarked on my health kick about a year ago, the one thing I kept hearing from everyone was it doesn't matter what you eat or how often you work out, you have to drink tons of water. And that was the last thing I wanted to hear because drinking water from the tap totally freaks me out. And that's when I discovered AquaTrue. AquaTrue is a water purifier that puts the water from the tap through a very thorough filtering process. It removes about 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. I love AquaTrue because it's so easy to use. It doesn't require any installation, no plumbing. I have a nice cute little one on my counter because I like to keep it simple, but they have purifiers for every type of home. Their filters last a really long time, from six months to two years. One set of their filters is equivalent to 4,500 bottles of water. So listen, it's time to get peace of mind with AquaTrue. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code VELVET at checkout. Plus, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can just send it back for a refund minus shipping. One last time, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use code VELVET. So, right. So there was really no Tampa in terms he of like- He went to Right, but, but he didn't yeah, disappear. Yeah, no. In the stripper, and there was no chocolate magic mic where he that went to a, Vegas. Was, Interesting. I mean, from what he told me, I mean, I know he was at a tech conference. He did a live actually from the conference, so that's what wow. he was in Vegas for. 
So why doesn't he just, I mean, I know, like, technically he's not the housewife. It's like right. a dot, a tight, like, why don't you just say, well, this is fake? I don't know. If I were Ralph, I would say that. You would, right? I, I would. No, you think he might do that on the reunion this year? I think maybe, yeah. Maybe. If I was him, I would. I don't know. I mean, I would, I mean, especially that, if yeah. you're getting this divorce. and Yeah. I, I mean, even... I think that every housewife, so, I mean, I... Pretty sure everyone has said that Drew is a compulsive liar this season so far. So I think I think the audience is starting to pick up on that maybe. And um I think maybe he will. I don't know. So what do you think is worse? A compulsive liar, Drew, or someone who is treating production horribly and basically sucks the life out of a room. I think someone who treats people horribly and sucks the life out of a room because I'm not sure if Drew even understands the damage that she does with her lion. I think it's to have a narrative and to double down on storylines fitting the narrative that she's put out there to continue the story on the platform. And I think yeah. that she thinks probably that Ralph's supposed to just be like, I'm taking one for the team. This is my wife. This is for our family. It's just TV Ralph. But reality TV is different from acting in like a film or a show. Like you go home and life continues and reputations are ruined to a million plus people. So I don't think that's okay, especially for the father of your young kids. Yeah. I mean, I know she's an actress, but this is yes, not. This is, maybe and, and she's I think confused. the lines are blur- blurred a little bit. Like, I like you as a person. I think I, I don't know why. Like, she's fun. She's lighthearted. But learning, I just think it's a really bad character flaw. Honestly, do you think this divorce is full steam ahead? It's happening. It's not gonna. I mean, we've you had know, lots you, of other. I, never say never. I'm not sure, but I think that I think that it's a disaster. At this point. Well, that's going to be for an interesting reunion between those two. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I don't even know if there is. I mean, if there's a divorce, I don't think we're going to see Ralph anymore. I mean, that's usually what happens. Yeah, right. I can't imagine that we would. So to me, the reunion is granted. We have editing buttons. So I don't know about all that. But that is, I would just lay it out. That's my advice. Like, this might be your last appearance, Ralph. I would do, you know, and it's hard. Like, I try not to give him too much advice, you know, when he asks, I do. But I'm like, Ralph, if you love her, I understand that. And it's never over until it's over. But both people have to want to fix it. And there has to be some level of honesty and trust and respect. Because love is one thing, but love does not carry relationships. If you don't trust and respect somebody, you just can't build anything. So I think... You know, like I said, I try not to give him advice, but I do know that he really loves her. But I think he's very fed up. He's very fed up at this point. I would think so. Yeah. Some people, the cameras and the platform gets bigger than the family to a lot of people. I think that might unfortunately be exactly what may have happened here. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. And again, especially with young kids, right? Like, because they're going to be able to grow up. And their oldest son now, I know, um, Ralph told me, like, he will ask questions about stuff. Because, you know, kids talk. And, you know, the internet is right there. And, um, you know, your kids are going to see this at some point. I just hope that they both keep that in mind. 
Well, and like, I mean, Nini's not here, Portia, Kim Zolciak. I mean, the platform, it does end for each person eventually. So you would think you wouldn't want to throw away a happy... real. Kind of. Yeah. I'm not sure how long it's been happy. Right. Maybe I'm not sure that that's the right (laughs) word I'm not sure I would say that. But I think they definitely had genuine love. Yeah. Do you know some of these people? You said you didn't really know. Do you know like Nene, Kim, Phaedra? I've met met Nene a couple times. I've met Phaedra. I don't know. Like when I say no, like do I hang out with them? No, I went to Nene's uh, wedding on television. I was invited to that. Every time I see her, I speak, you know, hug most times. It's just just always fun. Um, But we're not friends, no. Would you love for, I mean, I don't think it's a possibility, but would you love for Nini to come Absolutely. back? Absolutely. Yeah. She's and iconic. for you to still be there. Yeah, she's iconic, of course. Do you, why, if they said next season we are going to upgrade one friend, we have Courtney over here in box A, and over here we have Moneta. We can do Moneta or Courtney, one of these. And I sat down with Moneta last season, but you're here now. Yeah. So why should we make you a full time peach holder over? You, can, you know what? Honestly, if I'm going to be totally Am I being shady you, today? No, I like the friend role. And if you I would have brought a man on, I could have had a peach this season. And that just wasn't a real, you know, it wasn't real for me. So I like the friend role. I'm going to just be honest. Like, it's kind of cool. Um, like, I think being a peach is cool, too. But I just, for my life and what's happening... Um, I like being able to have a little more um, flexibility, and I, I like the friend role. Yeah, I guess I'm just making an assumption that you just want a peach. <laughs> I shouldn't make that assumption. I mean, we had. I mean, I could have paid a man, I'm sure, or brought somebody on that I wasn't that serious with, but that's not. I want to show my authentic life, and a man just was not. I wasn't in the position with a man to do that this season. That makes sense. Yeah. Moneta has a man, though, so I'm not sure why she isn't a peach already because she's two seasons in. She has a man. She has a family. She has all of the things that are required to be a peach. And um, a blended family. And a blended we, we, family. We love so that. They I'm love that in production. Sh- I'm not sure why. Interesting. Yeah. What about, you know, Nini also said, I keep referring to this interview, she said that her and Kim were just, they are the superstars of the show. And she specifically then goes on to say that, you know, Sheree, she's an OG, but she just was never, she doesn't have that star power. And I'm paraphrasing. I I think Sheree's an it girl by all means. And I watched the show because of Sheree and then started to love Nini. Um... I think they're very different personalities, but I think she was integral and a part of what made that show what it was. Because the audience was broad because we could all relate to different women. And so there's Nini who has a certain audience. Um, There's Sheree that has a certain audience and there's Kim. And I think that Sheree was very relatable to me and a lot of my friends who would actually go over to each other's houses and drink wine and watch it because Sheree was that girl that was super relatable. Um, and then again, after a while, of course, 
you know, I fell in love with Nini's character and just how authentic and big she was and how she didn't care about the rules. And it was like, I almost felt like Nini's the girl's like, I don't know the rules, so I get to break them and create my own lane. And I love that. Um, but that does not take any way, that does not take away from Sheree. I love what she did, what she represented. Um, so I have a difference of opinion there. I could see all that. And I think, I mean, I think Nini's not ever going to come back. That's just my opinion. I think yeah. when you sue. It's hard. I do, I, I've said this on this podcast a million times. Yeah. I don't think you can come back. That's just yeah. my, I don't see I how. haven't followed the story that much. I've heard, I've seen headlines. I have no clue. <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't even know. <laughs> she sued and claimed all sorts of things and the lawsuit's. Did they, did she over. get any money or anything? Like, well, it's dismissed and okay. it's like dismissed so that she could, it's like dismissed with prejudice, which I think means you can bring it, she can bring it or without prejudice, whichever the words are, you, she can bring it back. Uh, Personally, okay. I think so that. So it could possibly come back. But I think I, just my own backstory, yeah. which in my own mind, yeah, I sure. think it went away. I think she was just spending so much money and then. It's just like, let's part ways. I personally don't think she got a penny. That's my opinion. Okay. I've said yeah, it on no, here many no times. Yeah. And whether you got it or not, I just don't think once you sue, I don't think you can say. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, in I corporate, it's a, I mean, in right. corporate, that's no, where I, like that, you know, that's where my background is. And so me no, too. you don't, that's not even possible. Right. Like, I think you could do a lot of things. Yeah. I think when you sue, there's no coming back at that particular company. I'm yeah. My background's in corporate too before yeah. this. Yeah. I've never seen it. Like, yeah. I just no, think yeah. a lawsuit's a lawsuit. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's my opinion. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Is there anyone else, like, you would want to work with? Like, Portia, Phaedra, Kim, any of these, Claudia Jordan, Kim Fields? I mean, we can you go know, deep. I think Mimi and Portia are just, you know, they stand out. They just have big personalities. And I feel like they're both just super authentic people who understood arguing, resolution, arguing, resolution, and just not ever so dark and nasty. Um, so I think both of them would be amazing. I like Phaedra a lot. I think she has a great big personality. Um, she would be fun too. So I think, yeah, there are some options. Anybody that's just not mean and a villain and just want to double down on this, you know, let everything's about me and, you know, you guys can't happen without me. And I think that's what Kenya thinks. I was just going to say, you're ready to work with anyone but Kenya. Pretty much at this point. Yeah. She makes it pretty hard. Do you think, so like next season, you know, you're back. Stay tuned this week and you, it's really? going to make a lot more sense after Sunday. Everyone's going to start to say, here's well, the Kenya I, that we, we remember from the past. Kenya and I go toe to toe. It's fun. Really? I just saw it, yeah. Okay. So yeah. like we've seen, listen, you're not, this is why you're not afraid to speak up. You've had an issue with Candy. You've moved past it. Yeah. You're taking on all the heavy hitters. But not intentionally. It's just how it played out. And it's just, I mean, it's unfortunate, right? Like nobody wants to, you know, they're heavy hitters and they have fans because they've been there for years. And so, no, no one in their right mind goes into their, into a situation like that and wants to. But you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to, you know, like I have a voice and I have opinions and mine are just as important as yours. 
Do you think like a candy or even what's coming up with Kenya, do you think they're shocked? Like, do you think Kenya was then shocked? You know, like kind of like, sure who she... are you? You know, yeah, this no, is my she show. Said that. You knew I, I think and... she said something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Someone that's not completely broken um, and mean to every woman because I have deep seated issues. That's who I am, Kenya. Do you think there's ever, you know, can there, like, can you see a world in which you guys might, when she'll say, you know, let's move past this? You know, if she decided that she wanted to do some internal, it's bigger than me. Like, I'm just, a, I'm just a face that represents someone that does not buy into her bullshit and her mean girlism, right? And I do talk with my hands, and she hates that about me. And I'm fun, and I have a big personality, and I have a high pitched voice, and I love all that stuff about me. I mean, I it's grew, who you are. I grew up with a very strong mother who love, supported, nurture me, a father, a very, so I'm very confident in who I am, right? Flawed sure. from every which way possible, right. but very confident and always had safe spaces to, you know, talk and voice my opinions and my feelings. And I've always supported the underdog. Like I just like the underdog. I like an underdog. And so I will always like an underdog. that is who I am. And, you know, just seeing the way she handles production and I just, we just aren't for each other. Right. And I think it's mean. And I think, um, I think there's something deeper than me there. And maybe if she works on that, then it's never too late. Like, I don't take anything too serious. Either. I don't take myself that serious. Right. So to me, I go home. I don't even think about it. Right. Like it's, you you're know, I like, talk to whatever. my sister. I'm like, so this happened today and you're not going to believe this. And, you know, I pray and I go to bed and I'm like, let it rock. It's, it's over now. Like, this is not going to end my life. What do you think it is? Like, just what? Like, she's just so hurt, like from mom. I think, you know, I think, you know, um, we should ask my daughter because she has two degrees in psychology, but I think psychology one-on-one is that you project sometimes when there is, when you're broken and you're triggered in situations, right? And so I think for her, like from the first time I met her, Sheree introduced us, she was cold to me at the party before Kenya and I got into it. Then after, I mean, before Kenya and I got into it, then after we got into it, we sat in this little circle and Kenya tried to dismiss me, but that didn't happen, obviously. Um, so she's just constantly like a gnat. You ever had a gnat get in your eye? Yeah. And it's just super annoying and you just kind of ignore it and then you know, you ignore it and then finally you're like, okay, let me handle the gnat because you got it. You got it. It's not going to go away, unfortunately. So, uh, you're going to see me handling the gnat and, um, yeah, it's life. Did you learn anything about yourself from this experience? Um, Yeah, I did. Um, what did I learn the most? I learned that I really don't like people that are mean to people in positions that can't necessarily fight back or speak for themselves, right? Which I've always known that, but it really just irks at me. A lot of things I let rock and I just, I'm pretty even keel because I just like to be happy and jovial and kind of like, you know, um, the way that I am. That bothers me quite a bit. And um, I also think it's interesting how you've got a group of um, friends, frenemies, with really strong personalities, but 
so many followers. Like, I feel like there's several women, and I'm not going to say who, but they just kind of go with the flow because of who's saying something, even if that doesn't align with their values and their morals. It's like, oh, it's Kenya. It's just Kenya being Kenya. No, that's not really okay. Like, why is that okay? Like, what does that mean? That doesn't work in the world. Right. You know? And so I think I wish... um, how does that affect me? Then I felt like a lot of times I interjected myself probably when I didn't necessarily need to. Um, but I don't like that. Yeah. I especially with Marlo. Especially too. with Marlo. Yeah. You become very good friends with Marlo. Yeah. And I just felt like Marlo, it wasn't like that in the beginning. Like we built a friendship, but I just felt like Marlo came and showed up every day wanting to be positive and wanting to do her job. <laughs> And I just felt like she was sometimes met with just, I'm going to make it miserable for you. It's going to be one hell of a reunion. It is. Anything else I didn't cover that you, you, you promote, you know, you promote whatever you would like now. The yeah, jewelry you know, line. So like, I have to you. do that. Do not so be shy. I am not going to be shy. So okay. my life we passion like, We like is, a plug at the end. Yeah, no, for sure. So my dad was a welder. He was actually blue collar. My mom um, has a master's degree. So I, I grew up in a family with the mom that was very not blue collar and a dad that was blue collar. And I'm a daddy's girl. So he taught me how to weld pretty early on because I was just in his shadow. And so I started making jewelry pretty young. Like he'd be weld. My dad could make and weld anything. Really, And so he taught me how to play with mixed metals and stuff like that. So I always was just obsessed with jewelry and would create pieces for myself, my friends, my family. And then my grandfather used to have a pocket watch that he would always walk around with. Right. And so, you know, a compass, most times they're attached to compasses and they point North. And so I created this beautiful jewelry line in 2020 on, you know, as I'm going through divorce and I'm like, who am I? What do, how do I want to spend the rest of my years? And that's the thing that I feel like I was born to do. Like I sketch all the time and I have like years of jewelry sketches. And so I created this beautiful line. It's called Courtney Raquel. Um, It's probably going to be carried in a department store near you in um, the spring, like we're working on finalizing some things, but it's very bold, um, kind of like, um, inspired, like by old vintage Chanel, like really thick, okay, I like you know, that. standout statement pieces, but then it's married with very feminine things like a compass because it points north. So anytime you feel lost in the world, your internal guidance tells you to just go north. So everything we need is inside, right? And then a dragonfly because it's like the oldest insect. I don't know if you know that. And it has like this transformation period like a butterfly, but it's less intense. So uh, dragonflies are born in the water. And then if they make their transformation, they fly. And um, so they're also a very statement element in the brand, the Magnolia, because I grew up in South Carolina after my family left Baltimore. When I was young, we went to South Carolina and Magnolia is just big and fluffy and very beautiful, strong aroma. And then a rope 
the rope, you'll see a lot of ropes within the line, which just represents interconnectivity. Like everything is interwoven and we're all kind of connected. So that's like kind that. of the brand story. I'm excited. Like I'm that. 10 toes down on it. I wow. wore the jewelry collection throughout. You guys may have seen me with a dragonfly and big chunky pieces in my confessional. It's all Courtney Raquel. I like um, a good dragonfly. Thank you. And like so that. thank you for asking. I'm just incredibly excited about it. And a department store, that's major. No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, busy. I've been in marketing my whole life. So it just, now I'm just marketing, you know, working on my own. And stuff. this platform has to help like get the word out, right? Yeah. I mean, I hope that it does, you know, like it wasn't necessarily, you know, I went, you know, the opportunity came up. I was like, sure. Great. Like, yeah. Why not? Why I'm not? Trying new things. And at this very important part of my life where I'm just kind of starting all over. So, um, I'm sure it won't hurt too bad. Do you regret anything you did this season? I mean, I know you didn't regret the karma comment. Anything? You Not the karma comment. I regret that I, like I said before, that I approached Candy the way I did when I did. And, um, yeah, I do regret that. Minor regret. That's not bad. I'm over it, you know. And I assume, you know, you like the friend role, Peach, whatever. But in some capacity next season... You know, if they say, here's the reunion, now we're wrapping, we're starting to film in two weeks, you're, you're we'll ready see. to do this You know again. what? We will see. I think, you know, with life, I take it one day at a time and I go, you know, luckily I'm in a position in my life where I could make choices based on how I really feel. That's good. Um, I enjoyed it for sure overall, but I'm just taking it one day at a time right now and really putting a lot of focus on building the brand and just letting it, you know, I want to see how the reunion kind of rolls out and how the season finish. And then, yeah, if the opportunity comes up, we'll make a decision when that happens. Well, by the time everyone listens to this, you will film the reunion <laughs> because you're filming it tomorrow all day. Oh my God, I- it's reunion time. As we wrap up, like, are you nervous? Not at all, which really? makes me nervous. Not at all. <laughs> that makes me nervous that I'm not nervous. I'm not. I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, for me, it's like the final piece of the season. And um, I did what I did. I said what I said. Like I said, if I say something, I mean it in that moment. That's how I am. I'm not I never perfect. regret anything. Right. And it's okay. Like, I'm a very flawed woman on this platform doing the best that I can to be a good friend and to show up in my most authentic self. And I think I'm going to give myself a check for that. And for the reunion, I just plan to have fun and talk about whatever comes up. So... Being authentic is all you can do. So. Yeah, and I, I put a lot of value in that. I love it. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming into the studio. Thank I'm so glad we did this in person. Me too. Where can everyone find you who doesn't already follow you? Yeah, so on um, social media, Twitter, Instagram, I am at the brandista, like B-R-A-N-D, as in a brand, Ista, I-S-T-A. I love it. Uh, Facebook, I am my name, Courtney Rhodes. And the jewelry line is CourtneyRaquel.com. So take a peek. I love it. I'll share all of those links when this comes out. I appreciate you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for bringing your daughter who sat in and listened to every, every word that we've said. Hopefully she was not too bored with all my questions so thank you so much courtney thank you for having me i really appreciate this come back anytime you know i will i might 
might check you out in the Hamptons. Actually. Uh, the door is open, honey. That's Come on to the Hamptons. Be what she said. The more, the better. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.